0: Uh, Greetings, everyone. You are listening to KYRS, Medical Lake, Spokane at 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And this is Art Hour, and I'm one of your hosts, Mike Malson.
1: And I'm your other host, Eric Woodard.
0: Eric, our guest today is probably getting to be, if not the best known, certainly one of the best known um, street artists in Spokane. And has gotten that reputation in a relatively short period of time. But um, we are really pleased and honored to have as our guest, uh, Daniel Lopez. So welcome, Daniel.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Thank you.
0: Well, Daniel, I'm going to start off. Usually, my favorite question is is kind of, you know, tell us a little about yourself, kind of how you got started and how you ended up here. But I'm going to work in reverse. Let's, let's talk about your show coming up because this show is going to feature your oil paintings, and this is something that 's a little bit different than people are used to seeing you know your murals and your public art so and I know there 's a different kind of a i think attachment personally around your work now with oil painting and 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 so forth so Let's just start with that. Tell us about your show and and what you're showing, and um, why you decided to to do that now.
2: Right. Um, well, I have been oil painting for about for about the past two years now, and I have always wanted to oil paint, but it seems so intimidating. You know, I wanna I wanna jump into this like Michelangelo type of stuff, and so. It, Seems so intimidating to me. And I'm like I'm an all-in or all out type of person. And I watched some videos for for probably about a month on oil painting. And everybody was doing it all these different ways. It was so confusing for me. (laughs) It made it even worse. And I was and I I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And I think I painted a hand and it looks horrible. And I hope I threw it away and nobody ever sees it. (laughs) Uh, but it gave me the courage to keep going. And then, um, the first year, I was painting everything I could think of. Um, I was I was pushing myself to learn new things, portrait type of stuff, a lot of ideas, random paintings, um, things that I found of interest. And it's it was probably just been the last year that I think that I have a pretty good body of work like I I'm influenced by a lot of of other artists and also there's there's like more academic artists and then there's um the kind of the misfit artists you know and I'm I feel like I want I want to have the skill set of the academic artists to be taken seriously but I also have this um this street artist in me, <laughs> you know, that that's where I started. And I have, I have a bit, a big empathy for the public. And I want people to connect. I don't want the art to be so extravagant that your average Joe can't connect to it. You know, that's, that's kind of the idea behind street art is, is for everybody. And so it's been a journey for me. I've also had to like, what do you paint? why do you paint it? You know, there's all these different things and it's, um, you know, that, that classic tortured artist syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) So, but I, I don't do, I don't, um, I don't really subscribe to that completely. I have my moments and sometimes, you know, those are some great moments to express something hopeful for others. And, um, so the the my show is going to be about twenty five-ish paintings. Oh wow. And a couple of really large ones, some medium-sized ones, some smaller ones that have been uh my experiences, the uh my views on things. Um I think art should have a little bit of swagger to it, a little bit of style, you know? <laughs> and uh and so I use um, trends, kind of trendy things. Um, I also will use logos. People are very familiar with, these are familiar things in our day and age. And so I try to use those for my advantage in my art. And there are certain things, you know, moments that people connect to. And so it should be really good. I had titled it the show When Words Fell which is just a generalized statement of what I believe, you know, the artists sometimes that's what we're here for is to express something we can't express with words. And so, so it should be, it should be really good. I, I think it's going to be a great turnout and some interesting content.
1: Yeah. And where, where is that
2: show? And this will be at the Wonder Building, the newly re- renovated Wonder Building, downtown off uh of, I, I think North
0: Post it's, a little bit.
2: Yep, that's it.
0: So, Daniel, we had a conversation uh, a while back, I think maybe last summer or might even been before that, around we were talking about your mural art, but you were at that time were talking about you were starting oil painting or really getting into it, but it was really more of a personal thing that you, it was something you weren't like ready to show maybe because of the higher level of vulnerability that came, that was coming out in those paintings. Um, so tell us about the, what you have learned maybe about yourself or what has come out of you through this this last journey over this winter really getting into your oil painting. Because as I look at some of those pictures, I'm and we'll maybe talk about some of those paintings, but I, I see a lot of vulnerability. I see themes of religion uh in, in there. And it's like uh, maybe some of your past life coming through or at least trying to uh, understand it through your painting. Would, would I be wrong in that?
2: No. Um, That's a great question. Um, You are hitting the nail right on the head. (laughs) Uh, So this last year, uh, obviously, the quarantine has caused, hopefully, a lot of us have used this time to reflect. Sometimes looking at at ourselves can be so tough. You know, it's so easy to look at others, but to look at ourselves. And um, I hope that people didn't waste that. (laughs) <laughs> that moment you know if you had a chance to be alone and work on yourselves and evaluate but that's one big big thing as an artist i think that we are overly critical of ourselves right the why do i feel this way um and so i actually i i, I remember looking into the tortured artist syndrome i was like i just want to see what you know journal there's actually a, in some medical journals believe it or not and it's um they had associated it with thought oh, this was really fascinating with cognitive dissonance so it's um like an inability to filter out useless information so as and mental health patients tend to have something similar and so when I, and it made so much sense especially as an artist i get these strong emotions which build up over you know, weeks at a time. And it's something that is going on in me and I can't figure it out. It's like this little muse running in this rat wheel in my head, trying to tell me something and then boom, it hits me inspiration. Right. And so the best way to get that out is, um, is to paint about it. And it's been such a great outlet for me. Um, Especially in this season, I've had so much go on in my life that has nothing to do with art, but then everything to do with art, right? Yeah. And at the same time, and and so I've had to find some kind of, you know, some can- this candle in these dark moments, and also allowing at least through social media. So so far, the people that have been receptive towards my art. It allows them to connect, which I love. That I just love that about art. Um, Artists can tend to be more reclusive and to themselves, but the fact that random people, you know, can appreciate it or feel something through it, uh, it's amazing. It's been very amazing for me, and I'm always just humbled by the fact that somebody, some that I don't know, or can, can connect to it through that way and well now that also, you've
1: been kind of now that you've been kind of stuck inside and, and you know not been able to do the murals because it's been so cold and you've been doing all these oil paintings uh, how do you feel about getting back into those murals because I would imagine they would be such a different process and and it would be so much more expansive. Um, Do you feel like you've you've changed to more of of an oil painter and more sort of um, kind of inward in that way? Or are you looking forward to getting out and doing some bigger works?
2: Um, That is a great question, specifically because I was so conflicted (laughs) when I started oil painting. Like I didn't know how to separate the two or merge the two. You know, is a public type of, and I've worked really hard to just be at peace inwardly with it. Um, but I know one thing that it has sharpened my skill set uh, because I've really dived into figurative painting and portrait stuff. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff from life, which I know has made me a better artist, and then. I have had a chance to paint a few things here and there. And so one thing I'm learning to incorporate into my murals is design, which has been new to me. Um, And one thing, you know, winter is a slow season, but as soon as that sun comes out, Mm -hmm. I hit the ground running. And I think it's going to be a great year. It always is. And I'm so amazed at the, just the, the area and people reach out to me and they show me so much love and they are supportive towards me. And I feel, um, I just have these great years and they're very unpredictable. And it's been, um, you know, every year is different. And so I'm I'm on the edge of like, (laughs) of success and living this impractical lifestyle. But it seems to work out somehow. It always seems to work out every year. Opportunities, whether it's actually giving um, or going to schools. And and I do have some school stuff. I've been doing some Zoom stuff with um, Garfield Elementary. I just finished up something with them and they... I gave a list to the teacher I was working with and he gave that to the I think to the parents and so the kids were all out looking at the murals and stuff and then I did a zoom meeting with some classes and from what I heard I was streaming on people's um, home home television screens and (laughs) and it made it real to the kids you know it was like it was real that they got to, this is a real thing. Art is a real thing. People are out there being creative. It's not just, you know, it's not, um, it's not impossible. So that was a really cool thing for me, but I, I just have so many opportunities arising. Sometimes I can't do them all. Mm -hmm. I try to do what I can. Sometimes I need to work though. And my clients are number one. Um, but then, when time frees up, I do try to schedule things in, and then it's like. But then, I also need to paint a little bit for myself. I need to to nurture that side of me that you know that needs to express things, and so it, it's a roller coaster every year. I never know what's going to happen, <laughs> but a good roller coaster. But
0: yeah, Daniel. So you you've been you came to Spokane around 2015 or so, five, five or six years ago or four or five. Is that right?
2: 2013 was the first time I ever set foot in Spokane.
0: And, and what brought you up to Spokane? And are you kind of amazed that since you've been in Spokane, really six years is a short amount of time, the amount of success you've really had as an artist, um, you know, coming up here.
2: I def- I definitely am I was raised by my grandmother and I come from a small ghetto area in southern California Ventura County it's um kind of tucked away in between these two mountains in this canyon this little barrio type of area and there's not opp- there's no opportunity there um there's no or at least this was like the 90s you know 2000ish um there's no there's just no anything nobody gets out at the uh, at least at this time there's been some I have ho- I've heard they've been doing some amazing stuff I haven't gone back there but there's no real opportunity and especially when you grow up and um you don't see anybody doing anything with themselves you know um my parents were addicts so and my grandma, she she raised me, she did like her best with the, the her immediate family to raise them, but nobody's really like successful, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you just don't see it, so it's not a real thing. And then I she passed away in 2013, and I was actually I had a really rough past. I had used um heroin for night for 16 years. Mm-hmm. And so I came up to, uh, to Central Washington to live with my sister in Yakima. And that wasn't working out. And I was at the brink of either committing suicide or doing something. Because mental health couldn't do anything for me. My family couldn't help me. And I could called uh, Teen Challenge out in Airway Heights. Oh, yeah. And I was actually looking. There was one on the west side that I was looking for and somehow I got the Spokane Teen Challenge and I this was 2013 this was um September 22nd 2013 was when I arrived here in town and then I I came into town and I went into that program um for about a year and a half and I came out and I was renting a room it wasn't my own place and i had landed a job at indaba off of broadway washing dishes so i didn't have my own place yet um i was about 32 ish 33 38 so i i had worked really hard and i opened up a bank account got a little one bedroom downtown in brown's edition and i had around this time i painted my first mural hmm and then I, I painted that and i stumbled my way with just a sketchbook into the spokane arts and i was like i'm so and so just to introduce myself and it was ellen pickin who was working there mm-hmm. at the time and she's like she's like oh you're the one that painted that mural it was, it was on the the yfc in, off of ash there was a mural there for a while a really colorful one she's like we didn't know who, uh we didn't know who was doing that. It's like, yep, that's me. And she asked if I wanted to do another mural. I was like, yep. And she handed me a number with a name, like on a piece of paper. And that had on un- that had later unraveled to the Boulevard Mercantile off of Northwest Boulevard in Monroe. And I went through the process and that was my first real taste of like earning a pretty good dollar for painting and I was like well I could do this you know I I was still working out some kinks in this machine that I didn't know how how to make it run yet but I knew I could paint and I could um finish what I started and these big murals they are a task <laughs> they are work um and then it it had, had unraveled from there and it was just been a ama- such an amazing ride and the community has So many people have, I've made so many friends in the public, uh, just working in different places. And it's been so um, welcoming to me.
1: Sure, You're listening to KYRS, Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Art Hour receives support from South Perry
0: Pizza, featuring rotating local artists and serving hand-tossed artisan pizza, beer, and wine at 1011 South Perry Street and online at southperrypizzaspokane.com. com. Hang out with me, Jukebox Jenny, on Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. to hear America's very own music, the blues. Let me help you shake the trouble out with a mix of funk, R&B, and blues from Delta to Chicago. You'll hear...
2: And... I'm just I want to get back to my blues. And... breaking my back, teasing my dreams,
0: don't forget to shake your rump too.
2: I'm living for the
0: it's a cocktail that will soothe the soul. Working Woman's Blues, Sunday nights, 6 to 8 p.m., right here on
2: KYRS.
1: You're invited. To cruise Americana Avenue with me, Jim Tate, in your car or at the office, each Tuesday from 2 to 4 p.m., you'll hear the best and progressive American Roots music in a multitude of styles. It's Americana Avenue on your radio station, KYRS. art hour relies on support from listeners like you just three dollars a month helps keep kyrs going strong and you can help by texting give kyrs to four four three two one that's all one word give kyrs to four four three two one
0: art hour receives support from saga the spokane arts grant award information online at spokanearts.org Talking about your murals, Daniel, so a couple uh, of your iconic ones of, of the many that you have done that people talk about, but the, um, I believe it's the American Jesus, the um, downtown and the uh, the kind of the take on the creation of Adam, you know, with the two hands pointing at each other with kind of the Spokane thing there. Um, yeah. You. There's a, there is this theme of biblical images and iconic um, religious uh, connotations. Is there a reason that you gravitate towards that or um, and use that in a lot of your art?
2: Uh, definitely. I am a Christian, and God, I will accredit everything in my life to God has given me everything. And also the um, freedom from my addiction. Um, I have went to doctors, mental health, pa- um, you know, I mean, i had done it all when I was using and I could never get on my feet. And I've been a mental health patient for years and it was just getting worse and worse. And I was at the point of, you know, like I told you, just the, the end of my rope. And finally, when I was to surrender my life and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need help. And when I reached out, God was there to help me. And now it's like night and day, you would have no idea who I was. Um, I have like an actual business license and a couple of different vehicles. You know, I'm invited into schools and people want to hear my story. And not only that, they love my art and my art is impactful on people, you know, it's amazing. And so that's a big part. That's definitely a big part. And it's something I can almost never take credit for. Um, I know people will be like, well, you did the work you did. Uh, I, I would not even be here if God had not intervened in this, you know, where I was going, it was either one way or the other, you know, it was either death or jail or something and it was de- it was definitely a big lease on life, and so I bring these religious elements into i and religion is um especially in art is already edgy <laughs> like mm-hmm. like if you look in the, at these uh the, these p- these painters from the past, everything was religious almost yeah, and it's um
0: the um, just one more story from the past and then we'll kind of um, talk about things that you have come, you know, that you're thinking about and future and goals um, that you maybe are setting. But uh, one of the stories that I read and kind of doing a little research for this interview, my wife actually saw it and reposted it on her Facebook. But it was uh, the Valentine story. And maybe that's just what preceded the your um journey to teen challenge here in spokane but is that something you could just briefly tell our listeners about
2: yeah and i was really surprised at that because i i was um it had spread all over even to the little coffee shop i'm like down i'm like down here at my coffee shop i go to in the morning just grab my quick cup of coffee and head on out um And people, I think sometimes people are under the assumption that I was just always this artist, (laughs) right? Um, And I was, um, I was in front of a Walmart and I was staying at the UGM. I was homeless um, and I was in front of a Walmart and I was, I was holding the sign and I like looked down and I can't vaguely remember what she looked like, but it was a little girl right there and she had a cupcake and she's like happy valentine's day mister and i was looked at it and i was holding it and she jumped in her mom's car they drove off she had no idea what that did because my grandmother was always my valentine's right like my grandma was older and she was like had raised me and just the rock of the family so it was always like my grandma was my valentine's you know and uh and I looked at it, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I folded up my sign and I'm walking up the, the. Um, I it was like a sense of like, just guilt and shame, you know, that I, the act of kindness, guilt. And I was like, I can't, and when you're homeless, if you can't panhandle or like hustle or something, um, you pretty much got nothing else to do and she had given me that cupcake and I had you know it was just such an overwhelming feeling for me that because um, I didn't feel I didn't my family was done with me um the part of my family that was helpful they were uh that so I just felt so unloved and then that cupcake was just this huge act of kindness you know I probably wouldn't send like my daughter to set to hand. I was in bad shape at the time, but that, that really, I had to reevaluate what I was doing, you know, and, um, and go back into team challenge. And and so that, that just changed my whole world. And that little girl has no idea. You know I mean? She had no idea what, what I have no idea who she was, but it was, um,
0: that Daniel that's just an amazing story to me at uh, inspiring um, send, you know and so so you start painting, you get your first mural done, and you kind of get this feedback from Ellen Picken to do another one and, and now you and then geez, it seems like um, it it just kind of steamrolled but i what I think a lot of people also don't realize um, is how much work and time you actually put into developing the skill of doing your art. Um, Can you talk a little bit about just the time you put in and what you work on to uh, be able to actualize kind of what you see, whether it's through your oil painting or your murals?
2: Right. So the first, I would say the first four years I was painting, I would spend an hour every morning at this coffee shop drawing things with a pen an hour every single morning my neck hurt (laughs) from all this drawing and I have all these sketchbooks to prove it (laughs) and I would draw everything I would draw scenes um I would take pictures of things birds faces I would illustrate and draw everything and and that you know as an artist we being able to to duplicate an image is so useful and then same thing for my paintings there's nights where I'm like okay I got something to do at 11 o'clock tomorrow and like keep in mind this would be 10 at night and I and I think well if I start a painting and it's five hours and I can get you know I get sleep by three or something and get it I could get x amount of sleep wake up Right, so I've sacrificed late nights. Um, I spend the majority of my time um, thinking of ideas. And so one job as an artist is, my, my main job as an artist is to observe and to feel. To see what's around me, whether that is a social climate or something inwardly that's going on in my life and then to express it. That's it. That's all I do. And, and so that actually takes a lot of time and observation and kind of figuring things out. And that's all going on in the back of my head while I'm doing other things all day long. I'm like really thinking of other stuff, you know, like what can I paint? And, um, and I think this is my, You know, it's my second year painting, and also this, the, a big part of the success. I'm just getting used to this is my life. Mm -hmm. The contrast from what it was. I'm just getting used to this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, like get, like, loosen up a little bit. (laughs) You know, like, this is like, it's so unnatural um, from my past life to now. And so, but, uh, so I, I observe other artists. I practice lo- um, different painting techniques. I think I have the, um, the mind of a conceptual painter. <laughs> like I love ideas. I love like truth, the truth, like truth's ideas are kind of like these, you know, something that's just solid. Um, but I also feel like I have the heart of an impressionist. Mm-hmm. So I'm really, big, I love these bold brush strokes, but here's an interesting thing is, I'm not sure my style, like, or my content, it, with, as far as my oil painting is that like my content um, complements the that bold those bold brush strokes. Mm-hmm. so this is something i'm just figuring out this is something i'm figuring out we're in america it's real big in europe they have these big movements out in europe that are just that are just like that but here in america we're in this this fast food world where we want quick fast easy give it to me you know and so the um we want detail we want clarity what you know give it give me the idea now i don't want to have to think about it which is um so I'm slowly trying to introduce that into my work with like flat surfaces and, and I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. And so I'm hoping to familiarize, you know, my viewers and my, with that and, uh, but it, uh, I will, I like it to be done well, you know, I can't just have it looking all super sloppy. It has to be done well. So I, I do try to, um figure what make what makes these these great artists great you know what was it what what were they what what did what was so appealing and try to take a little bit of that for myself
1: well daniel i know you're working in oils now but i'd like to go back because there's a moment that you talked about earlier that i find very interesting so you came up here and you got clean and then you said Right when you came out, you did your first mural, which that's kind of a big type of piece of art in order that, that you decided to do at that point. Why do you think that was the thing that you wanted to do for the, f- the first time once you got up here? What was it about murals that attracted you?
2: Um, I would be lying <laughs> if, I, if I said I didn't love the limelight. i would be i i love meeting people and talking to them under that work setting you know under the this is something happening and i also believe that it's extremely inspired i was so inspired when i came into town and i saw a mural being painted so i believe that when people see something like that happening it's inspiring to them that this is a real thing you know it's like Sometimes we just see murals that are just there, and um but to see them happening, and so i I love the public, the interactions I have some great stories and some bad ones, and the interactions and the friends I meet, I love it all um, and also it's like beautifying the area mm-hmm. uh, there's so many great things that come with the mural painting and I I know physically I won't be able to do it long term. You know, there will be a day where I will kind of have to, um, where my body won't be able to take it. So that's why, like, I'm hoping to fall back into my painting, my paintings. And I do have a five and a 10 year plan and I have, I set goals for myself. My five-year plan was to make a certain amount of start start at least start making a certain amount of money. And then the end of that, that'll be when I'm 40. So I'm 38. And I am there. I've made, you know, these pretty large chunks of change on certain murals. But that was a bit that that was a big goal. And then the 10-year plan would to be in it, you know, it's it's very um, there's no real I'm there now type of thing. Uh, but the 10-year plan is to be making, you know, a large amount of money for my murals. That way, by the time I hit 50, I can fall back onto my art. I don't know how that's going to work out, but I do, will need some kind of sustainable income on our artists. You know, it's very, there's no, I don't know, is there a union for me? <laughs> there's no. There's no retirement. There's yeah. no... But one here's another great thing as though you will have people supporters that will follow you for a lifetime as an artist. There are people that will love you forever. and that is a that's a very fortunate thing. It is just amazing. It's, it, I love that idea.
1: Well, Daniel, I wouldn't be doing my job as a radio interview if I didn't go back to when you said you had some pretty good stories and maybe a couple of bad ones. Uh, so is there any particular story that you think is one of the most interesting uh, times you've run across somebody while you were doing those murals?
2: Yeah. Um, so the, under, the <laughs> so the Altima Underpass, um, that was my largest mural that also got me my first vehicle when I was out here but that well, that that mural was the equivalent of you know Lord of the Rings when frodo is at the end and he's like destroying the ring and it's like all the evil in the world was finally like you know getting thrown and it was a beast for me to that's how I felt I remember even sitting at the Cause I was at the time I was getting dropped off and riding the bus home every day. The contrast to that people, wow, this guy's amazing. You know, they're loving it, the community. And then I'm riding the bus home, pooped out and tired. And like, um, and I remember the day I finished, I sat on that bus stop like with my head back and like a tear. Drop. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, it was, it's over. It was a big job. Um, so it was. I think it was the second day I was out there painting. I was painting both sides blue, right? And I see somebody walking off in the distance, walk, about to walk kind of, you know, past me. And she walks past me, and, and then she comes back. And she's like, could you do me a favor? And I'm like, "Uh, what is it? And she goes, can you not paint over that over there? And I'm um, thinking in my head, I'm like, what? I'm like, and so on one of the wings on the end of it, there was like a, um, on the primered wall, there was like, somebody had like done some kind of tag or scribble or something on it with like some markers. And, um, and so, uh, I'm like, um, I'm definitely painting over that. <laughs> and she's like, what? She's like, that's rude. I was all, I'm definitely, no, this is my wall. And she goes, my friend did that. Oh, And I, like, I got mad. I was like, where's your friend? Tell me your friend to get here. I was, like, all defensive. And she looks at me. She's like, why are you getting all mad? You have paint in your beard. That's cute. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, yeah, this is just, it was just so, so off the wall, the whole conversation. And there was even one guy while I was out there, he comes up to me and he's got like, like $20, $20 bill or something. He's all God bless musicians and artists. I was all brother. I can't take that. I can't. Um, And he's like, he's like, take it. I was like, I can't do it. I'm getting paid for this, but thank you. And he stuffs it in my crate of paint and he runs off. I was like, wow. I felt like, People are so. One lady, she was, she, she pulled up the side, she like grabs her chest and she's just, she just is beautiful. Mm-hmm. She just loved it. Um, So much great uh, feedback from the community. And this is all the murals. You know, people are so appreciative of these things. It's, it really is validating <laughs> when people, you know, the encouragement through these times. And that was a really big project for me. That was a month-long project. Wow. Um, that summer was really hot, <laughs> I remember. And I'm painting all day under there, and it's loud, and the um, the cars, like, you know, are loud under there, and there's a freeway, and that was a uh, – but I finished it, and it's been in great condition too all these years 2017 it's been in great condition maybe a few little tags here and there but for the most part i'm surprised that it's just been it's been great and it's a bright spot for the community you know that area is like it's a bright spot they have some some special that only they have out there and of course you did paint over that tag right um well so somebody was kept <laughs> somebody kept Oh, that one, yeah, oh yeah, I was well, like they the um, Spokane arts had primed the whole wall gray, and so I had to paint um the wall blue, and I was like, I went over there, I was like, what is she talking about this th-? like don't her friend did something on my wall, and I got I'm very like territorial about my about my murals, you know, I'm like, who did this I'm like <laughs> and um." And so, yeah, I did end up going <laughs> over it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Daniel, do you have is there a a particular style of mural um, that inspires you, or a particular muralist artist that you ha- has inspired you or influenced you in how you do murals?
2: Um, actually, there for some reason, it's kind of interesting. I think that I have been completely unique with what I do um, in my own way. I, there was, there's some art, some mural artists that are awesome, but I don't really think there's a huge amount of muralists that have inspired me as a poet. But the the reverse, the other side of that is when it comes to my, my paintings, I'm highly influenced. And I think I think one thing that I really like about the murals is I can still put a personal part of myself in there. Um, I would say, as far as my content, I would say it's not influenced, but I do know that as far as inspired me to paint murals, it was the... Um, Todd and Kane Benson, the brothers who I had originally saw painting the mural when I came into town, because I was in that program and we would drive by that every day and it was gray. And then they did these big outlines and then it started getting filled in. And I remember just watching that thing and I was like, wow, this is, I, I was just fresh in Spokane too. And it was so cool because it was just epic, you know. It was this whole – the two big, huge walls, and the faces were just perfect, and I loved it. But that was – and that then it was about a year and a half later, I probably painted my first mural.
0: Wow. I've and, always wondered how, when you have such a large surface area to paint, and then, of course, you're up close to actually paint it, how you – how you get the actual perspective and the dimensions and everything to, to come out right mathematically in terms of proportion. How do you, do you grid things out or are there different ways to do that?
2: Um, That's a great question because I think that, so I give a lot of credit to my sketchbooks and I'm not sure if this is like legit, but I would sketch just nothing but pen. I would do these full illustrations with nothing but pen and I would like construct these images in my sketchbook. So there's no room for flaw, but it helps help keep me my eye like keen and aware of the surface. Like I have to be pretty calculated with putting things down. Now with the murals, I would do a big sketch always. I would always do a big sketch. I would give myself plenty of freedom to knock things around proportion wise. If, a, you know, as long as I got the base down, I can work off of that. So I, there's times where I would remove, you know, my outlines and my sketch and move things around until I'm happy with it. And that's like, have you ever seen a painter like paint and then they'll stand back from their painting. Mm-hmm. So that's something I would do is I would get the sketch on there and then stand back or take a picture so that I could see. And I have a pretty good eye. Now, one thing that I have found out, um, is that there's a much simpler way to do that. And it's 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 kind of like a grid, but it's like this scribble type of grid. And so like, this is something new to me that I've been able to do recently. And so you just kind of do markings on a wall. You take a picture of the wall and then you overlay with an app. You like, you know, you overlay the image over it and fade it out a little bit so that you could see those markings through the, the image you want to paint so that I can, and then I can work off a quick outline real Mm -hmm. quick off of that. And it's like a, Poor man's grid and it's less time consuming. And so that's been really useful um, as far as figuring out like proportions and how do I fit these images on this large wall. But for a long time I did just do a sketch. I would just eyeball the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you have any big murals planned for this summer? Do you have things lined
2: up to, to work on? Um there's so the the next one that's gonna be coming up. I'm about to do a Karate Kid mural at the warrior boxing camp there off of mm-hmm. Nevada. Mm-hmm. And so I got like the scene with like, you know, where um, the Karate Daniels being chased down by like the skeleton guys mm-hmm. and they're like roughing them up. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so that's going to be a cool one. I've got a, I've got one downtown that I have yet to approach the, 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 building owner yet but i've come up with a good rendering for a mural that um has been kind of graffitied and it's been has something like a big patch over it like you could tell they were erasing so the mural's not even really there and that's one thing that i will do if i really want to paint something or i like a wall so in approaching the own the whoever you know owns that wall if you have something to present like this is this is what i have for you this is what i do as opposed to you know i'm some wacky (laughs) i'm a wacky artist uh give me your wall i swear i'll do something cool you know (laughs) uh so i've got a rent at least then you know they have a they feel a little bit safer like oh wow this is you know i'm interested And so that's really great for approaching people for walls. And so I'm going to see if that happens. Um, I've got a project that might happen out of state, but I can't really say much about that. Um, Hoping to do some traveling, uh, just just some relaxing traveling. And then I have a really strong desire to take some classes some painting class oil painting classes and those they usually they're about two weeks or so i've i've seen some online or some classes that i could sign up but those are like overseas Mm -hmm. and there's a few very reputable artists that i like fully respect everything they do and and so i would love to sit down and have some some direction I mean I have a pretty good how would you say I have a confident direction but as far as like the there's certain disciplines that I have a hard when I'm sitting down with my paintings I have a hard time doing like my portraits right now um that I've been working on I My, my old art teacher would be so happy with me Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I used to just like, I could just do it, you know, which I kind of could, but yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen those sketches they do of like faces where they'll start with a circle and then like draw the jaw and then they'll do the line through the middle and proportion it out. Well, I've been doing that with my portraits, just freehanding these, um, faces and they're coming out great. Mm. They're coming out great. So I think having, that's one thing that I'm not 100% sure that I'm missing, but I feel like I'm missing a foundation. But I don't feel that way either because I know what I'm doing. i spent my whole first year making all these mistakes, hmm. figuring things out where I actually feel like I've, figured everything out enough to where I, now I can make mistakes on purpose. <laughs> you know, now it's not, I'm not really making a mistake. I know I'm doing it. And, um, but I would love to just have a little bit of direction and focus. And, and I think that would be great for me. So I would have dreams of setting up, going to some kind of class. and And that's the thing is like, they've got online classes, but during my week, I don't have a, um oh two weeks to focus you know i got emails and and i got things going on in life and i've got jobs and ideas and stuff i got to do but to actually get away and be like i'm just going to do this for two weeks you know paint scenery and figures and whatever they tell me with other artists and be critiqued a little bit i i would love that
0: mm-hmm can daniel can you learn quite a bit though if somebody was to say you know i've had this interest in painting drawing to is, to go on youtube i mean is there a lot that uh is it a value uh to do that or is it better to you know do in person kinds of uh lessons
2: there is so much value in that there is so much so much free information um that's where i got a lot of um a lot of what i've learned you know are through these these some some are free you can actually take more focus class that might take might cost a little bit but there's so much free information out there if you want to learn you can learn anything Um, especially this day and age you can find it all And these people are reputable, (laughs) you know, they've got like the work to back it up. Um, I'm, I'm the type that's hands-on, like I can pick up things here and there, but I'm the type where if, if, if I'm in, in front of somebody doing something and I can see how they're doing it, you know, real life, I can, it all clicks in my head. Um, But I've heard some great lectures that are have been super inspiring, especially even for me to like keep you know kind of know how what direction to move as an artist. I've I've seen some great tutorials. Um, it I've had you got kind of got to just pick and choose what you want, and that was the big confusing thing for me though, was because there's so many different artists that paint different types of stuff, and then it's like okay, if I paint these different types of stuff, what audience do I have watching me? Is this what I want to paint? You know, and so once again, I love more modern type of contemporary, you know, of the times. I love that stuff. Um, But there's different, you know, there's different types of stuff that come into play. And so, yep. Yep rant over. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well that's a good transition to kind of going back to where we started with the show. You're talking about modern things and you mentioned that you like to put logos in there. What other kinds of things can people expect to sh- see at your show coming up on Friday? Um
2: I I have um I think I think one thing that I have tried to do is connect to culture too and bring that into into play. And I I was thinking about it today I I follow a local artist and he is very cultural and I love it so much because it's something I don't get to experience in my normal life in my life. And um and so I think that that it's it opens a whole new world to the viewer. You know, these cultures and I have like This I made this, it's six frames. I did like a stop motion animation lowrider car that's like Mm. bouncing. And I I painted all these little frames. So I wanted it to look like paintings. And I have that frame so that, and it looks really nice. So you can see them all like in the, almost in the motion of what the video would have looked like. And I've got like Mm. these like cholas in this car and they're all like, they're younger, and that's a cool painting. Um, and I've, yeah, and I also think that some of my stuff is pretty edgy. I've got some edgy stuff, um, which I love, you know, cause people to be like, Why did he paint that? You know, to think, <laughs> I love that people would think,
0: yeah. And, um, Daniel, what other places can people? see you know a compilation of your murals and your paintings um all of the stuff and i think you have even some merch and things like that that you have to to sell where where could they find that
2: yeah i have my um i have my instagram which is where i would you would see all of my new paintings and i have my website which is godfeedy g o d f f i t i dot com and I try to update that and that's got my paintings uh the paintings that I sell my murals um and also a link to some shirts that i had been I had been working with a guy out of Minneapolis and he's just a great dude and he was once again very persistent um and in getting uh an American Jesus t-shirts going and a few other things and i built a great relationship with this guy and he has just been awesome um and he has his own clothing brand but he is you know the man behind those t-shirts and there's some sweaters and stuff uh, uh
1: are, are you going to be at the show there on friday at the wonder
2: building you're going to be there all evening i will be the, i will be at the show at the Wonder building, um, for the complete three hours and then also the following day. So that'll be Friday night and Saturday afternoon from 12 to three, I'll be doing a, a live paint So if you're, you know, able to, to come through there, I will be sitting on a chair somewhere painting something <laughs> on an easel and I'm debating either a portrait or Mr. Potato Head <laughs> with some good, Mr. Potato Head with some good lighting was yeah. <laughs> some good light um but just just give a quick demonstration you know so you get so people could see like oh, okay this is this is the base and this is how it forms a painting
0: i think your your story is inspiring i think your murals and your artwork is very inspiring and it's very connective in other words um some artists, you just get the visceral connection with the art that you see, and, and I definitely consider your art in that category. And, and for that, I'm just very, very grateful that you chose Spokane to do your art.
2: Thank you so much. I think they chose me, though. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I do. It was a pleasure talking to you, Daniel. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Daniel. alright Bye-bye. We'll see you. Good evening.